Three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And folks, we have an amazing guest on tonight's show. As you all know, I have a great respect for people who are independent. But our guest tonight brings independence to a whole new level. I'm not talking about independence on how you wear your clothes or how you cut or color your hair or what music you like or what emojis you use. No, I'm I'm talking about true independence, energy independence, being off the grid and being in control of your utilities and being as close to uh, harmony with nature as one can be. So as I'm saying this, I suppose that you could say it's another first on the No Outlet Podcast, as our guest tonight has done just that. He has built a beautiful home in our great state that is completely off the grid. We're talking about solar panels, water collection, batteries to store energy, chickens, gardens of all types, geodesic domes, and everything else that comes along with it. But don't get it twisted, folks. This house is not your weird Uncle Frank's teepee or lean-to. No, no. This is truly a spectacular, incredibly designed home that is a spectacle based on aesthetics alone, never mind all the self-sufficient amenities. I really liked this guy before I saw his uh, place and learned about his home, but uh, you have to understand you know, the talent that goes into doing this and vision and his ability to make it happen truly elevated my admiration and respect for him to a whole new level. And we're going to talk about all of that and much, much more today. So without any further ado, please give a warm, no-outlet welcome to Off the Grid, Mike Kender from Timberhawk, Timberhawk Carpentry. Say that 10 times fast. Good morning, Mike. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks, Ethan. That was very nice. Oh, absolutely. All true. All right. We are going to play a game. The game is called 20 Questions, and it always starts in the exact same place. And that's question number one. How wise of an idea is it for college students to sell their meal plans back to the college and just plan on cooking all their meals themselves? It depends on how much you like ramen noodles and tuna fish. That's right. <laughs> right. So ultimately, it depends on the uh, the students themselves. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. There's probably a direct correlation between cooking ability, um, ability to restrain what you spend your money on, and how smart of a move that is, right? Like, if you're really disciplined on where you spend your money and you're a really good cook, it's probably a good move. But I know some guys that didn't have either of those connected <laughs> no, points, so right. there was a different trend line. Yes, definitely. Uh, and just to be clear, Mike Mike and I lived together in college, and us and our other roommates thought it would be a very good idea to take our perfectly fine meal plan that was going to give us food for the rest of the year, three squares a day if we wanted it, trade them back in for some ridiculously low number of dollars. I think I want to say it was like $375 a piece, which we thought was like a million. Oh yeah. Uh, and we were going to cook food. We're going to, Oh, it's going to, we're going to get chicken and we're going to get beef. We're going to do this and that and the other thing. And I think one time we had a really good meal. And then after that, it was, it was uh, egg noodles and and ramen and, and nothing good. And then by the time that we realized we were really in trouble, uh, we had to pick up a, a plan B. So I guess uh, the answer to that question is it's it's not very wise of an idea. No. Okay. Yeah, and a, a long list of our super wise decisions in college. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, so you're off the grid and self-sufficient, which is amazing, but it's not easy. Um, what motivated you to take that uh, hard and challenging path? Um, yeah, that's just it. Just, uh, just to try and be as independent possible okay just uh as you said it's sort of my personality anyway um you know can't have any illusions we all live in a society where we need everything you know we need uh you know we can't live alone that's right i can't make a pencil (laughs) you know (laughs) i don't know about that but i like uh, i like that 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 idea that that we can um Use as, as little fossil fuels as possible, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's a it's a challenge, but it's one that I you know that we all chose as a family, and mm-hmm. uh, and that I really like. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And plus, you know, it's 
I got to build my own house. So it's been a dream of mine for a long time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, and the th- anybody can buy a bumper sticker, you know, that says uh, go solar, you know, or they can buy a bumper sticker that says no more fossil fuels as they're driving around their car. But um, it's a, another proposition entirely to do exactly that and put your money where your mouth is and uh, not have a bumper sticker, but have a, a house off the grid. So that's that's commendable. All right, so looking back on all you've learned, because you've learned a lot. You, you told me a lot about the, you know, the, the steps along the way and, you know, all the things you didn't necessarily calculate as you're going through it. What would your advice be to yourself all those years ago? You can get into a time machine. You can go back. You haven't started digging anything or planning anything. What do you tell earlier, Mike? Start earlier in life. <laughs> Go back, go back even further in a time machine. <laughs> when I had more energy, don't wait till you're 50 years old. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's about it, really. I mean, but everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. So that's that's the way it went. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're currently living in what I consider to be the best state in the country, uh, New Hampshire. After I live there too. Um, but you've actually seen a great deal of the United States. Please share with the No Outlet Nation how many states you have traveled through. Um, 48. 48. Now, are those 48 contiguous? Uh, yeah, so I've, uh, no, I haven't been to Alaska yep. or North Dakota. Oh, interesting. Yep. So you've been to Hawaii. Good choice. Yep. Yeah, I got to spend a week there. That was super great. I, when I was, at the time, I was living in San Diego, mm-hmm. and um, the, my boss at the time had a customer with a place down in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So we all got to take turns house-sitting yep. you know, for them and uh, on the big island. Interesting. Yeah. So I got to travel. All the, you know, there was a car there we could use. It yeah. was super fantastic. We could really nice of them. To do so those. North Dakota you have not been to. That's right. So when you were in South Dakota or any of those other exciting states around there, did you say to yourself, I should just step into that state just to get it yeah. out of the way? Yeah, one, one yes. Definitely have done that. <laughs> oh, okay. So you've actually physically been in North Dakota. No, no, no. I haven't. I'm sorry. But no. you thought I should have. Yeah, I wasn't close enough to step over the line. Thank you. But there okay. has been states where I'm like, eh. Let's just go see. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're close. <laughs> so out of those two states remaining, like, what are you more likely to see first? Um, yeah, I guess I'd, Alaska would yeah. be top of the list for sure. Yeah. Some of that looks yep. like it's a different planet. I could definitely see more of that in Northwest area. So based on that experience in all those other states... Um, if you were not living in New Hampshire and you had to pick another state to live in, mm. which one would you pick? That's a hard one. Well, like I said, I lived in San Diego for seven years and, and uh, you know, the most beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. Every day? Every day. All I had was shorts and t-shirts and uh, certain times of year you had to put a sweatshirt on in the morning. Mm-hmm. But no seasons. Mm. I really missed that change. So I'd have to be somewhere with seasons. Okay. I like the, the cycle of the seasons. Sure. Yeah. So parts of California yeah, yeah. have a season. Yeah. So I'm looking for a state, Michael. Oh, uh, I know. Nail me down. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess I'd have to choose California just because if I'm allowed to choose a whole state, it has a lot to offer. Yeah. And California's got everything. It's got, you know, right. you know the one end, San Diego and all that, and then you go up north and it's like... Totally different. You know, you feel like you're in in a different world. That's it. Um, All right. Now, this is this is a little bit controversial of a question. I don't want to get in any trouble with with any particular states. But what was your least favorite state that you visited? (laughs) Apologies up front to whatever state he says. Uh, Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. I All agree. Right, I guess, uh, but I mean, but and maybe a better way to ask the question is: yeah. um, Can can you? Did you uh, see? Did you experience different types of friendliness, different levels of accommodation, different levels of acceptance and friendliness in general? Or, and I'm going to give you an out here. Or did you find that you know what? There's no difference. People are people. I've been all over the place, yep. and I can definitely say that ninety-five percent of people are great. Yep, yep. That's uh, 
I, I dig that. All right, let, let, let me give you an easier one. What's the friendliest state? Um, what's the one where you felt like, wow. They all are. Americans are super friendly. Oh, I dig these they answers, They are man. super friendly people. You know, you I get, would not know it if you watch the news, but we are. Yet you wouldn't know it. <laughs> and look, and that's not to say that there aren't po- pockets of unfriendly people, right? Because yeah. you can find them in this state. You can find them in this town. You can find them anywhere. It only but takes one of them to... It only takes one of them. But if you're just out in general public and you're going to get coffee, or you're going to the store, or you're going to the farmer's market, or wherever you go, um, chances are you're going to run into people that are just looking to have a good time, Right. And their their automatic automated mode is not to be bad people, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Dig exactly. it exactly. All right. Um, what do you think trapped lobsters are analyzing in their head when they realize that they're not able to get out of their current situation? <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> uh, Trapped lobsters? Yeah. You know, like there's lobster traps, right? Yeah. So say you're a lobster and you're hanging out, having a good old time, eating all the shit off the bottom of the ocean. All of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, there's a big piece of fish there. You crawl in and you start eating that fish and it is good. But then all of a sudden you're like, all right, how the fuck do I get out of here? And there's no more fish. Where'd that fish go? And then you're you're stuck in that trap. Now, uh, then you see your friends on the outside kind of laughing at you. Like, look what happened to you. What do you, th- you think is going on in that, in that lobster's brain? I guess you're reviewing your life decisions at that point. Yeah. Making sure that all the, like, that you sent your kid to the right lobster school. Right. Right. All, all those That's things. Right. Exactly. Did I donate to enough charities? <laughs> yeah. Did I, did I leave the Have trash out? a good lobster in this life. Okay. Um, your wonderful home is tucked away and provides an amazing amount of privacy and an incredible view of the night sky. So my question is, how many UFOs have you seen? Um, I've seen lots of objects I couldn't identify. Hey. <laughs> but I don't know what they were, so, yeah. So Can if, you if describe? Have, have I seen an alien ship? I don't know. Don't know. Fair. Um, talk to me about um, shape, sound, vision, movement. Like, are we talking like a slowly moving, uh, strange light? Are we talking about a quick... Darting movement. What are we talking about? Uh, nothing really specific. Like I mm. just, there's lots of, you know, you look up in the night sky and it looks weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like I heard the story you told about, like you know that lights and it yeah. disappeared and yeah, it cloaked itself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm pretty I, sure that wasn't. I, I, I'm with you. I don't. I, I can't say for sure that it was an alien spacecraft. I think it was just a defense. Yeah. Project. I think sometimes um, the. Those stories say more about the observer than than what they're seeing. Yeah, yeah. Because you, know? you could, I mean, look. disposed to think that, then I that's could, what it is. That's, that's yeah. right. I could yeah. run with it and say, I'm, yeah. I know it was, right? Yeah. But I don't. Yeah. Um, all right, fair enough. But you've seen some shit. Oh, I've seen some shit. There you go. That, that's, <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite meal to cook at home? Oh, I am really into Mexican food. Yeah. Lately. Yeah. I've, I've watched a lot of Rick Bayless and mm-hmm. his recipes, and uh, yeah, so that's what I've been into. I just yesterday I was making, um, I um, smoked uh, some jalapeno peppers and uh, mm. made my own adobo sauce, and so packed those in to make my own chipotles. Um, I made uh, habanero hot sauce, mm-hmm. so all peppers from my garden. And uh, yeah, so what was that dish that you made us that night? It was it was cochinitas pibil. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I just made that, too, yesterday. Yeah. And, but I, I had the right ingredients. I'm so sorry you have to come back sometime and then so I can make it right. I so, would yeah. never have been able to tell that they yeah. were the wrong ingredients. It, it tasted amazing, and you cooked it all day. And then I think you actually had some homemade, uh, like, sauce of some kind. Salsa. I think I made salsa. Yeah. yeah. And then you had, I want to say you had some habanero, like, oh, hot yeah. sauce. But, yep, yep. As well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was one of the things I, I you know, I'm, I'm harping on how, how, functional your home is as well as how it's you know sustainable and i mean the kitchen guys is it's one of the nicest kitchens i've ever been in like it's a really really nice kitchen big nice pieces of wood and gorgeous and uh you know and then i'm looking around and like the lights are on like the lights aren't flickering like everything's working everything's working perfectly it's uh it's quite something I, just let's go into the into the central nervous system of your home for a second sure. Water. Water is so important, right? Um, you need water for everything. You need water to cook, to live, to clean, on and on and on. And you've got a very 
uh, sophisticated water collection system yeah. uh, in, in your home. First, let's educate the people. Tell people how you collect and process and hold and use your water in your home. Sure. Yeah. So there's uh, two 1,800-gallon uh, cisterns buried in the ground. And they um, – so – those can either be filled by the well. So mm-hmm. we started out with a dug well, which failed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did have to drill a well. So, um, but primarily, if it rains, it comes. I have uh, gutters all around that collect mm-hmm. off the roof, and then it comes through what's called the first flush system, which just sort of gets that first crap out of there that's mm-hmm. coming out of the gutters through just a, a small filter, and then fills those tanks just with the rainwater, mm-hmm. just with gravity. Yep. Um, and there's, uh, then inside that cistern, there's a float switch. So if it gets below a certain level in the cisterns, mm-hmm. the, it'll turn the pump on in the well and it'll f- fill the tanks. Okay. So got it. Always have water. Yeah. <clears throat> and do you have to do any other treatment to the water? Yep. Or... yep. So the, uh, rainwater, um, in our part of the country is very acidic. Yep. So it has to go through a, uh, acid neutralizer. And then, uh, of course our groundwater is full of iron. Mm-hmm. And so any of that coming from the well mm-hmm. um, goes through, you know, a filter as well. And yep. then uh, then it finishes out as a sediment filter in case anything got sure. past that. Yep. And then through a UV light, which would, um, if there was any bacteria in the water, oh, it would kill interesting. the bacteria. Yep. That's cool. So obviously this summer has been uh, a dry one, mm-hmm. maybe one of the driest on record for a long time. And I'm imagining that would not only obviously impact the amount of rain that you're getting, right? But it has to also impact the level of the well. Did you ever have it, or, or maybe it doesn't? Mm, not as much, just because it's an artesian well. So it's so it did it's, when we had that dug well. Yep. We even had to have water delivered. You know, if you've seen those big yeah. whole tanker trucks, yeah, 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 for a while. So that was pretty discouraging that that well failed. But so the idea with an artesian well, you, you you go down deep enough so that you tap into the the, the aquifer, aquifer and exactly. then you're there. That's right. okay. Yep. So really, you didn't even feel the drought this summer. Only because we have that well. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. That's cool. That's okay. Right. Yep. I dig that. Um, okay. And how many times have you seen Bigfoot? Never. 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 All right. But you've seen a lot of cool creatures there. Like, so let's give the list of guys. I, I I'm not going to dox him and say exactly where it is that he lives, but it's this unbelievable long driveway, and then you get to the house, which is stunning. And then you just, it's woods everywhere around you. So you are by yourself in the woods, which is so cool. So, you know, unlike most people that don't have nature in their front and backyard, you've seen a a long list of creatures that most people never get to see in their front yard. So what would those be? Oh, yeah. So uh, plenty of um, deer, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, There's uh, coyotes that live farther out back. Which, as long as they live out back, that's we're good with that. Can you hear them, or do you see them also? Uh, both. Both, yeah. Both, yeah. I've seen one in the yard, got the dogs out, you know, chased them off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw one, um, actually, it was like being on a nature show. I heard a baby deer running through the woods, mm-hmm. screaming, <laughs> you know, and it wow. was being chased by a coyote. So I put the dogs away in that case and then went out and looked and I stood not 30 yards away from her and saw her catch that. No deer. way. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So yeah. you actually saw the coyote catch the baby deer? Yep. And I Horrifying. just stood there. I don't know how she couldn't see me. Um, I had the wind she was focused for me. So yeah, probably. You yeah. Know. But she was really tired and then she go down in the brook and lay down and then come back and drag the deer. You know, so she was dragging it back. It was a time of year where she was probably dragging it back to the pups. But. Talk about a, a win for that coyote's family. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> Look what daddy's got. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going hungry today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's wild. Um, yeah. And uh, some sign of bear. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen them, but there was some, when we first got the property, we found some moose drops on the property, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen them. Yep. Uh, or a sign of them. Um there's two beaver ponds on our property, but the beaver were there when we again when we first bought the property, but um, but they haven't been back. They've so, moved on. Yeah, yeah. We could really use them to fix up that dam so we have a little better pond. <laughs> <laughs> Come on back. Yeah, yeah. All beavers wanted. <laughs> That's right. Um, so back to the animals that you have at your. So you've got two beautiful Rhodesian Ridgeback dogs. Yep. 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 Gorgeous creatures. Um, and then you've also got some chickens. Yep. 
Um, and uh, not, and I had chickens growing up too, so I know what it's like to lose a chicken because I've lost them. But I've never lost one the way you have. I think that you might have seen one, and if I get this wrong, correct me, get snatched away by a hawk. Is that true? Yeah, actually came right into the pen and ate it right there. Ate it in the pen. Yep. Didn't even bother taking yep, it so away. When I came, that's right. Well, when I came out and it saw me, it flew off. And, wow. Uh, it was it wasn't much left. Did the other chickens, were they freaking out? Oh, like, yeah, they were freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you fucking see what happened to Ted? What the fuck was that thing? It was like a super chicken from the sky. And we keep a rooster who's supposed yeah. to be watching out for the hens. Oh, doesn't give a shit. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> And I think you told me that you actually almost got your, you lost an eye, right? No, yeah, he, he did. He very close. Tried to, tried to jab my eye out. Yeah, and uh, that that's no and joke. not protecting the chickens. So it's a bad rooster. Bad rooster. Is he still there? Not by my choice. <laughs> but he is still there. All right, uh, and you've got these amazing. Uh, I said geodesic domes as a kind of a joke because that's what I remember from going to nature's classroom when I was a kid. <laughs> We learned how to build them, but this one is not the kind you build with twigs and twine. This is like a killer greenhouse. Um, it's like a an ecosystem unto itself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. Can you describe designed, it to the people what's sure, in there? Sure. Yeah, yeah, like you said, it's about a twenty foot uh, geodesic dome um, with a wood um, PT wood frame mm-hmm. and polycarbonate panels, mm-hmm. uh, insulated car- polycarbonate panels, mm-hmm. and. Um, so it has uh, four vents on it that just work automatically. It's designed, I mean, we brought power and water and out to it, but it could just run all by itself. Mm-hmm. So no power inputs. Uh, it has a solar fan that uh, pushes air down through the beds and underneath. So that'll help take the hot air in the summer and mm-hmm. pull it down under the ground to cool it. And um, it has a large tank of water, which helps regulate the temperature in mm-hmm. the year-round. So it's buried in the water. It's about 900 gallons of water Yeah, in there. So, yeah, it's it's a well-designed system, and it's yeah. been really great. Like, it's definitely my first greenhouse, and and uh, shout-out to my mom who hooked me up with yeah. that. And, yeah, it's really nice. It's impressive. There was strawberries in there, and there was, yeah. you know. Overtaken you had, by tomatoes right now. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. And then outside you had all kinds of stuff growing, too. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so again, you've seen a lot of animals, but based on that very unique perspective, are you ready to confirm today that the uh, recent finding that hummingbirds are, in fact, the best pets? Well, yes. Hey! Because <laughs> we have, uh, now my wife, uh, so after we built the house, we're kind of nothing but a gravel pit there, and uh, Sarah has been busy putting in gardens, so she has so many flowers out there. It's been great to see how many different birds and yeah. animals just by, you know, putting those gardens out and mm-hmm. giving them a place. So we do have quite a few hummingbirds that come around. I here. think I saw one that night I was there. Yeah. Zipped in, zipped out. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I just think the way that they, there are two flying animals that I think are incredible. Owls are yeah. incredible just because of the way, I mean, their head is more like a human head than it is a bird head. And they're silent when they fly. And they're silent and they're, and they're, and they're predators, but they're smart. Um, and hummingbirds, which are n- tiny, but they've got control over their time and space continuum like nobody else. And uh, and in terms of being the best pets, folks, you never have to walk them. You never have to take them to the vets. You don't have to buy them food, really. They live on sugar water. Uh, you don't have to worry about cleaning up any shit in your yard. Um, you don't have to worry about your hummingbird getting hit by a car. Um you don't have to worry about losing your hummingbird, right? There's no, hey, I lost my cat. Although if I had to clean up anybody's shit, it would be hummingbird shit. That's what I'm they talking have about. have to be the tiniest. That, well, it's, <laughs> it's probably like vapor. It's probably not even really traditional shit. What are your thoughts on inter, uh, interdimensional beings? I don't know. Okay. I have, think uh, never that's a pondered cool that. Idea. What's that? Never pondered that? Yeah, no, I think, uh, well, I mean, Einstein said there's... Different dimensions, right? He definitely did. He's a yeah. pretty sharp guy. He was. So, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to think that there's people who live there. I, or maybe I, it's just our parallel lives. See, now that's an interesting thought, right? So I've always thought, like, all right, 
maybe out there there's an exact it sounds egocentric though doesn't it, it does <laughs> it does but if you think about the concept like those new photos from the the web telescope have you seen those oh With all no, the different yeah, galaxies yeah it's wild so cool it's wild and it just it gives you this sense that wow this fucking really does go on forever like yeah. forever so when you think about infinite right you think about Infinite equals everything all the time. So you, the possibility of there being a parallel us someplace is not zero, right? It's not a zero probability. Right. Um, there's a movie on Amazon Prime called Counterpart. Uh, it's actually a, a show. And it's only two seasons, which I love. I hate when TV shows go on for so long. J.K. Simons is in it, who is in Whiplash. Um, and I'm not going to give anything away, but... In the mid-80s, there was a scientist who was doing an experiment, and he inadvertently made a parallel universe. And this show, uh, Counterpart, shows how once that happened, you'd think it'd be, oh, my God, it's great. We got two of everything, and we can learn from them. But it ends up going uh, terribly wrong for so many reasons. But um, it's, it's worth checking out because it, it, it it's one more way to address the nature versus nurture right is it who you are are you who you are no matter what or are you who you are because of what you're around and what changes that right right? all right so we met in college like i said and uh we pledged the same fraternity uh lots of fun um my question is this would you recommend Uh pledging to someone who is entering college now Hmm. i think so yeah I, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, just for myself, I'm, I'm glad I did it, you know, and, and, uh, and been through that. It's kind of like going to boot camp, isn't it? Uh, yep. <laughs> so yep. it's sort of a break you down and, and you develop a lot of good relationships with people in that sort of, uh, process. Uh, Very interesting, dirty boot camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> with some very loose rules. <laughs> did you ever, during that whole time, did you ever think about quitting? Huh. No. No. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't remember thinking about quitting. I don't remember. I, I never thought about seriously quitting. There were a I'm just couple think, of... I mean, no, I'm going to beat you fuckers. Right, right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was always my thing, too. It was like, I'm not... I'm going to go through this. But there was one night in particular, um, John Brody. Remember John Brody? hmm Okay. Yeah, shout out to John Brody. Sorry, John. But John Brody and his friend... Were insisting that I drive. It was like one thirty in the morning. They want me to drive them to Newfound Lake or some Winnesquam. I forget which fucking lake it was. One of those lakes, because this guy owned a cabin. They we they wanted to go shoot guns into the lake. That was the plan. <clears throat> and they're wasted. Sounds like a perfect plan so far. Oh my god! <laughs> right, right, right. It was like a Tuesday at one thirty, and they're like, "Come on!" And one of the guys was not a brother, and John was. And so John's like, "You have to do it." I'm telling you, you're a pledge. I'm just like, I'm not I'm not driving you to a place to shoot guns at night. I'm not doing it. Like, you can do whatever you want. Like, you can kick me out of pledging. You can, But I am absolutely not getting behind the wheel of that car or any car to drive you an hour to go shoot guns. No. And uh, I almost and it ended up, I almost got in a fight with the other guy because he was getting pissed that I wouldn't drive them. And I walked home and I'm just like, dude. Do what you do whatever you want with the higher fraternity council or whatever the fuck. But I'm not I am that's not right. driving you. You have now found my line. <laughs> that that's it. Like you want you want to make me do by the way, we called planks back then, guys. We called them bows and toes. Remember bows and toes? Oh. All bows and toes is is a plank. Except that they make you do the rock and roll, which hurts a little bit. Like all that physical stuff, push ups. You know, beers in the face, you know, standing in the snow in your underwear, standing in the snow, (laughs) all that stuff like that to me. Fine. Yeah. Driving a couple of idiots to go pick up guns. (laughs) That's not it's not happening. Uh, Let's talk about music. Uh, What's your favorite type of music? I'm not that into music where I like no bands and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I. Classic rock was sure. kind of what we came up on, and yep. you know, and those bands I could name you. That's but, right. Um, but I really appreciate that um, my daughters are really into music, and they have turned me on to the new bands. Things like I won't listen to the radio. Yep. You know things like that. So I would not know about some of the cool music. So sure, I kind of lean on them for the new music that I listen to. I listen, you know, when we're in the car or something. I'm like, put your music on, and then, you know. 
one out of ten songs, I'll be like, oh, I'm saving that one, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So what's the last uh, artist or song that they turned you on to that you were like, okay, uh, that's not bad? Supermodel by Manny Skin. Okay. No? I don't know if I do. Yeah, see? I'm writing it down though because I'm listening to it afterwards. Yeah, it has a it has a Nirvana riff at the beginning of it. That's why I, that's what caught my ear at first. Okay, I cool. The song. Yeah, my daughter would be disappointed in me. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, that just the last one that I saved that that they played. So I so it doesn't sound like you've got like I'm like I'm really into reggae or anything like that. No, no. But just like everybody else, like you probably went to concerts when you were younger. Right. Not many, honestly. Really? Yeah, it wasn't a big concert. Oh, I've interesting. Been, or when I'm older, going to see bands that the girls like. So. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so you've got your roots firmly in New Hampshire, um, but you're not a shut-in. Uh, in fact, some things have been brought to my attention about your travels. We have a very large, for those of you who don't know, just, just for a, an awareness thing, we have a very large reporting team here at No Outlet. Uh, that's constantly scouring for information, new guests, information on new guests. And they've informed me uh, that you've actually completely circumnavigated the globe. Is that correct? That is true. So talk to me about when I first heard that piece of news, I was like, okay. My first thought was in a boat. And I don't think that was, it was in a number of different vehicles. But I guess my a, a question for you is, is it, was it an intentional circumnavigation? In other words, you say, I'm starting here, and I'm going to go all the way around. Or was it almost accidental? No, it was an intentional with absolutely no plan moving forward. <laughs> but I was going to make so, it all the way around somehow. <laughs> when you say no plan, like you didn't have like a like day five, I'm going to be in this place. You no, were just like, I'm going. No, there was no travel agent, no nothing. So plan out first country I'm going to yep. get my plane ticket one way, land there, figure it out from there. Wow. Who'd you go with? No one. You went around the world by yourself. Yeah. Well, I met people. Of as, course. As I was going. Of course. So, you know, it's just a, a map and you a, a passport. Lonely Planet guidebook. And, yep, that's right. And wow. a passport and all your vaccinations. And, yeah. When was so this? I, uh, in the early 90s. After college. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about, like, where just, let, let's get specific. Like, where'd you start and, yeah, and where'd you sure. go? All right. So first it's, uh, I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for my mom. She was okay. a big traveler. Um, Shout out to Mike's mom. Yeah. And can I, a uh, little plug? Absolutely. She wrote a book about yeah. traveling. Fuck yes. Uh, it's called Daisy and Herm, An Unconventional Life. If anybody wants to look that up. It's I do. It's a really cool travel story. So anyways, um. Yeah, so I started, uh, I was in San Diego and uh, to New York to Helsinki and um, stayed there for less than a week and then crossed the border to Russia. So if you remember early 90s, I arrived in Moscow right after the coup. Whoa. (laughs) So there was tanks and military in the streets. Yeah. The economy was going crazy. I mean, for... It was tough on the people who lived there. Yeah. A, a loaf of bread went from three cents to thirty cents. I remember. Wow. You know, so just that sort of, yeah, yeah. So kind of a tough time in Russia. But I spent about two weeks in Moscow. No really shit. Neat. Yeah, yeah. What a different. different That's actually there. amazing. Yeah. Did you ever feel like? Because I, I, Russia is a place that it's interesting, but I always think to myself, I. I it's it, it's got to be a total shakedown. Like my, I used to work for a company that was international, and they wouldn't go to Russia. They wouldn't let anybody from the company fly into Russia. Oh yeah, I don't know how it is now, but yes, everything was a was a bribe and a shakedown, and yeah. But again, <laughs> back to the first thing you said: people primarily are good people, and that probably applies to Russians as well. Absolutely right. Right. It's amazing. You go to a coffee shop, and it's still just a coffee guy giving you a coffee. I was yeah. packed into the subway, so that they have a really nice. Subway system there, yep. the metro. It's it's super nice. Like all the, I mean, it was a little run down, but every station has its own decor yep. and um, architecture wow. and different tiles and chandeliers and yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Um, anyways, it just did people just give a you small... a hard time because you were American? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I'm wearing wearing the right clothes, fitting in. Not so much like a sore thumb. Um, right, bing, 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 yeah, bing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. even though we're all white, you know, it's like there's nothing to me that 
distinguishes me, you know, I feel like it, but no. I remember one time on the subway, and of course, in Russia's tough too, because not a lot, at least at that time, people spoke English, mm-hmm. so I had very little Russian, mostly Unipuni Mayo, which means I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's a so, good one. anyway, just back to the people, I remember on <clears throat> yeah. the subway, this guy was giving me a wicked hard time, like had me, it was crowded, and had me pushed up against the wall, and I don't know what was going to happen, and some guy just out of nowhere stepped in between us recognizing that i didn't understand that guy what he was yelling at me or anything and he just stepped in between us pushed that guy down and wow. saved me from whatever he had intended holy moly <laughs> but yeah. yeah so many stories like that so that's so two I, weeks in moscow which yeah. is that's a long time yeah yeah so then where uh so then um the uh, got on the trans-siberian railroad and went as far as the Stands. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. um, I was in Ubekistan and things uh, like this. Yeah. So not all of those were super safe to go to. Yeah, I can and believe that. As Americans, you can't go some places. Always jealous of the Canadians and uh, the Swiss. They can go everywhere. Our passport doesn't work <laughs> everywhere, folks. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I went to uh, not Uzbekistan because that wasn't a good uh, Kyrgyzstan. I spent sure. about a weekend. Yeah. Um, Kazakhstan. Um, and uh, I did a nice uh, horse trek there up into the mountains. That was cool. And then uh, down, um, so everywhere I went is like is like back country and yep. off season. Right, right, right. <laughs> yep. So uh, so then down into China, but but uh, in a city called Urumqi, yeah, which is just a dirty border town, kind of nasty. But anyways, that's sort of the. The northern part of the Gobi Desert. Okay. And then I traveled yep. down through the Gobi Desert. Wow. And up over the Himalayas. Okay, wait a minute. How do we go? How do we travel through the Gobi Desert? Are bus. You, no shit. Yeah. Just with a, with a whole bus full of people that are. Yeah. In China, it was a nightmare. I mean, again, I'm not sure how it is now, but but to do anything in China was it's just a, everything's a pain. Yep. They have two currencies. Okay. At that time, so they had the local currency. And then they had a tourist currency, which is what any foreigner is supposed to be using. Okay. But it's at a hugely inflated rate. And, you know, I'm trying to make it around the world on $5,000. So I'm not staying in nice places. Right. Or, you know, but the mantra was $5 a day. Try and live on $5 a day. Okay. you went. So. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so I'd have to, you know, try and go on the black market to get the local currency. But then there's different bus systems. There's tourist buses okay, and wait, local wait, buses. Wait, wait a minute. Go back to black market. So, there, so first of all, I think it's a, a wild, like, system. <laughs> Everywhere that it seems like I was in the black market. <laughs> but, the, but there's two currencies, like... There's our currency, but then you guys are coming from outside. Yeah. You got to pay a little bit more. Not a lot more. It was like seven times as much or something. Damn. Yeah. Because they figured they got it, right? Yeah. So then how do, but so then you're thinking, I want the other currency, right? Which is smart. But how do you, how do you find the black market in China? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Just work the streets until you find the right person. (laughs) That's right. And, you know, you got other, you know, you're staying at place. Like I said, you're following that guidebook. So you yeah. connect with other people along wow. the way that are doing the same thing you are. And, and maybe they you learn a lot from them. And, yep. Yeah. So were you able to get the black market? Oh, yeah. Yep. And then I could get on that bus. That, uh, to go through the to Gobi go to, Desert. And then I wasn't even supposed to go because <clears throat> at the time, and China's pretty much taken over Tibet by now, but that's where I was trying to get to, is mm-hmm. to Tibet, which I did get to. Wow. But I had... But I wasn't allowed to be there the whole time I was there. So Tibet, that's interesting. So you get there. <clears throat> how, how long did you hang out in Tibet for? I was there maybe it's, maybe two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you're doing all this for five dollars a day, legit. Yeah, pretty. So you're much. staying in like hostels and yeah, stuff like yeah, this. Okay. Yeah. Or it, yeah. All right. Anywhere you could find that's short money and yeah. And, and you mentioned, or or, or I should say. <clears throat> the reporter who broke this story mentioned that uh, you were on a rickshaw. Oh, yeah. That's... They still have those. Oh, yeah. Well, wow. When I get to India, yeah, there's a lot of rickshaws. Okay, so yeah. you go through so you're through Tibet, and then you must be close to India then because it's right around yep, there, but right? but I went uh, through um, Nepal. Okay. So down into Nepal, yep. then into India where I spent a month. Whoa, so dude. So that's because I came in through Nepal, so you're in northern India then, and then um, – I traveled the whole length of the country yep. and flew out of, you know, uh, what is it, Trivandrum. That's all wow. the way at the southern tip of India. It's a big country, you know. It's yeah. A, long a lot of people. Through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So it, it, that's that's the country that is probably the most obvious um, opposite of you know picture your life here. Yep, just the opposite of that. You're in India. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got a, I got a couple of friends that travel there for business because of you know they've got a lot of call center operations over there and what have you and. Oh, yeah. um, They've got these amazing four and five star hotels for Americans to come stay in, but they said it doesn't matter because you walk outside that and you're still in India, and it's yeah. still there's cow there's, shit everywhere, cow- and there's you know, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, that's right. Even in New Delhi, you know, like right. a very modern city. So then you go Cows through India, which, by the way, that's that's I, I don't want to say that I'm never going to go there, but the places that you're mentioning, I'm jealous that you've been because in my 52 year old brain i'm like all right i'm never going to russia i'm never going to china i'm never going to india these are all good choices ethan and and you've been to all of them it's it's really cool so you get through india and then what uh so then i went to sri lanka which is an island just just off the coast there that wasn't great i never left colombo the capital city just because it was it wasn't again not safe interesting okay i was hoping for more but i just so you felt less safe in sri lanka than russia Oh yeah, just because there was a lot of civil war and and fighting and yeah. active. Well, actually, I guess it, that's what was going on in Russia, but it seemed more stable yeah. than this. I gotcha. You know, at least there was still some sort of functioning government, and this seemed a little less like Flaky. that. Yeah, yep. It just did not have a good vibe. So then I flew to uh, from there back on a plane. Yep. Uh, to Singapore. I've been there. Oh yeah. I have. I went nice. there to have lunch with somebody once. I flew all the way there, had lunch, and I fucking flew right wow, back. Wow, that's awesome. That's a great story. <clears throat> no, it's not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking. I was just talking to somebody about uh, Singapore yesterday. So before I tell you what I'm going to say, what was your impression of Singapore? Um, super clean. Yeah. I mean, I didn't stay in that clean part, but like everything is super clean and yeah. very rigid. Yep. Very Chinese. Um. And yeah, I liked it. I liked. I did. They, they have a little uh, um, park in the yeah. center of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that was kind of cool. I had some good memories from that. And uh, yeah, got pretty sick there. Yeah, in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So because I was eating in that bad part of town, right? <laughs> They've so they. I'm not going to give you guys the whole history of Singapore, but long story short, they don't really have a whole lot of natural resources. They don't have a lot going for them. And back in the early 60s, late 50s, somebody who was in charge of Singapore decided, hey, we got to do something really, we have to do something better than anybody else or we're in trouble. And so they decided to be the best uh, partners financially. So they have built the uh, financial hub of the Pacific Rim. And they, the natural or the, or the first language of everybody is English, which is very interesting. Because there's a lot of Chinese influence, like you mentioned, but the language is English. It was a they, form of British colony, though, wasn't it? it uh, at one point in time, and then they had a problem with Malaysia, and then they were really in, in dire straits, and then they decided, you know what, let's just let's just make, we're going to be the world's bank, right? We're going to do it, we're going to make it so easy. And it's worked, but they also, you can't chew gum, you cannot spit, you cannot uh, drive drunk, you can't have drugs, you can't sell drugs, you can't but blah, 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 blah. have you been on the streets, some of these... Places in China, yeah. the spitting, and just sidewalks covered with it. Yeah. So you could see where it comes from. Sure. If you saw that, you know, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It's so gross. People, But the air quality is so bad. So it's not really people, the constant. Like right, because like they're just the, choking on smog. The background smog. noise of, of the city is snot and spit. Damn. It's gross. But the, but, you know. Snot and spit. That sounds like a cartoon that should be made. Snot and spit. Um, all right, so Singapore, dug it, then where? You go to Australia? Malaysia. Okay, you did go to Malaysia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for a little break. Yeah. It's nice. Went oh. to a beach to chill out. And yeah, yeah, I had been, you know, pretty sick. Yeah. Just traveling and, yeah. So it, that was a good rest spot for me. And did you go to Australia from there? I didn't. I w- really? Wish, yeah. Wow. Yeah, my mom had been to that to Australia and uh, Indonesia, mm-hmm. Java, Traveled that whole area, sure, and, and I didn't didn't make it down. I don't think I've ever crossed the equator. Okay, I think I've never left the northern hemisphere. I think Singapore was my closest point. Isn't that really close? Um, I am gonna say that it is. It is very close, but now that I'm saying that, that's not 
That's not already below it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure now. But I feel like I've never crossed the equator. Interesting. Really I looked at a map once. So where'd you go after Malaysia? And then uh, to Japan, and and then I flew out of Tokyo to come back to LAX. Okay. So uh, I was in Japan for a six-hour layover. I was so pissed because that's someplace I really wanted to go to Tokyo. There's one that I never really saw, but I got out, went through customs, got my stamp in the passport. <laughs> okay, so you did spend a lot of time there. I did not. Oh, no. okay. So what was the total length of your journey from the time that you left and went up through to Helsinki to the time you came back? Yeah, in time, it was about uh, almost six months. Wow. I think it was five and a half and, and did you stick to the 5,000? Did you come home with some money? Uh, no. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> but it was close. Yeah, okay. it, I, was, I was really close to the budget. Yep, yeah. yep. That's cool. Um, that would be something that... Uh, uh, that would be something that would be the biggest challenge for me, I think, is sticking to that 5,000. <laughs> I'm unpairing my phone so we don't hear uh, annoying noises come across. Okay. Um, of all the different vehicles that you use to travel, planes, trains, buses, rickshaws, was there something that, like, made you kind of concerned for your safety? Huh. Like, and it could be a plane ride. Like, some, some, some look, yeah, I'm not a great flyer, but I'd much rather fly from New York to Orlando or anything in the States. Like, once you start getting into these other countries, nothing against the other countries, but it's just like, there's an uneasy feeling that goes into your, yeah, at least I, my brain. I've been on some sketchy planes. Right? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So would it be planes? Is that the yeah, thing? Yeah, well, you know, it's the, if something goes wrong, that's probably the <laughs> most. <laughs> well, that, yeah. you get the most to lose. Right? And, if, and I don't know how anyone rides a camel. I okay. did do that. That is the worst Uncomfortable. ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like hard to get on. I'm, you know, a horse you got to get used to the thing, but you can get used to that. Right. Camp, no, because there's no real rhythm. It's just kind of like whatever is happening. It yeah. was the worst. It was the most uncomfortable. <laughs> when can I get off of this thing? Right. <laughs> you know, back to what you said about if you're in, if you're in a bad plane and something goes wrong, the consequences are much greater. Because yeah. if you're in a rickshaw and something goes wrong, right, it's okay. Yeah, you kick it back you, over. Right. That's it. You just you get right back up. Um, okay. So. You're obviously an extremely talented carpenter, and for those who don't know, he owns his own company, Timberhawk. Tim, I don't know why I have a hard work, time with that word, but I do. Timberhawk Carpentry. Yep. Uh, go check the website out, guys. If you're look some, looking for some work, I highly recommend. Do you find people coming to you and saying, hey, I want you to work on my cabinets because you've got a lower carbon footprint, and I want part of my home to have, by extension a lower carbon footprint as well because in in essence everything that's made in your workshop is by definition emitting less carbon correct right, that's right. do you get people coming in and specifically saying that to you no i have i've mentioned that to some people sometimes with new customers and i don't know people are different some people couldn't care less yep, yep. they just want a good cabinet and sure and uh but i do mention it and i never really you know i feel like i should promote that but I haven't got a strong response from people where like, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I'll definitely use you because right. of that. Interesting. Not, not doesn't seem to be a priority, at least in my, you know, experience so far in being in that new show. It's kind of surprising, you know, know, because again, I kind of thought so too. Yeah. Because people love to be able to say they're making a difference without putting in the hard work, right? right. And the, <laughs> it's and an easy sell, right? And the easiest way to do that is to have somebody who's already done the hard work. <laughs> That's right. Make your cabinets. There you go. And, and These cabinets, guys, <laughs> zero emissions. Yeah, made with sunshine. It's, <laughs> That's it. Um, I, and one one more quick note on the uh, on your workshops. So I'm a firm believer in energy. Energy. Uh, <clears throat> you can walk into a room, and you can feel that there's a certain type of energy there, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and you can walk into you can meet a person and you can have that person emit a certain type of energy. And I got to tell you, when I, when I, wa- I was lucky enough to be in that uh, workshop guys. And the minute you walk in, it just feels like all good. And I mentioned it to you that night. It just, it, it's like you walk into that room and it's just like, Whoa, this feels like clean. It feels like solid and positive. And then I started thinking, all right, what goes on in this room? Well, uh, Somebody makes things the nicest they can be made by, you know, he puts a lot of effort and energy into it. Um, and so I just I just had to say that. But the question that I'm leading to with that, you being a, a person that works with wood, what is your Mount Rushmore of wood? So, you know, Mount Rushmore, 
four uh, old presidents on the side of a mountain. South Dakota. In South Dakota. Thank you. I always forget which one. I always say either one of the Dakotas. Who cares about those Dakotas? Apparently, well. How do you get North Dakota. four votes in Congress and have a combined population of L.A.? That's a good question. That's a good question. Anyway, sorry. But they've done it. <laughs> yeah, they've done it. Um, so uh, if you had to pick, so you've worked with a million different types of woods, I'm sure, right? So if you had to pick your four favorite wood to work with when it comes to either building something for yourself or building something for your customers or for any other reason, it could be a, a weird characteristic that the wood has, what would be your four wood types on the Mount Rushmore of wood? Oh, four of them. Okay. Well, the go-to, it, so first of all, I try and use, you know, along the same lines of everything else I'm mm-hmm. doing there is uh, try and use local woods. So mm-hmm. I work with people with local sawmills. So I'm going to use all local woods, although there's so many cool woods from all over the world. Sure. So white pine, number one, it's the most versatile. Okay. You do the most with it. Yep. As the, you know, cross the line, best characteristics, but it's a softwood, so... Um, don't get much here, I guess. Hard to find here, but uh, white oak okay. is really nice. It's a more of a closed grain um, wood as opposed to a red oak, but red oak is you can you can find here yep. more readily. Um, hmm. Cherry, cherry that be near the top. That's a really nice, really nice wood and maple. Yep, that's not necessarily cool. in that order. Nope, nope, no preferential treatment. <laughs> Jefferson's right up there with Washington, right? right. <laughs> In no order. Um, okay, what is uh, what is rarer? Rarer. I put in more rare when I was typing this out, and autocorrect changed it and said, "Nope, that's wrong. It's rarer." But it doesn't sound. But right, I think I think I like more rare, even though that's not grammatically correct. Rarer <laughs> sounds like it shouldn't be a word, but apparently Elmer it Fudd is. Can't say it. Rarer. <laughs> So what is uh, what is rarer, spotting Haley's Comet from your backyard or Brian Van Wagner being in an amazingly good mood for more than a day? <laughs> Which of those two things? I think i got to go with Brian. <laughs> okay. I love you, Brian. Brian. If you're li- listening. Yeah. I'm going to send him this link so that he can okay. hear it. He- He'll be the first person to admit that he's not always the most It was good to hear that interview with him. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Brian was the other person that thought it was a great idea to sell. We had a brain trust. We had four really smart dudes when they were 19, 20 years old that thought they knew everything. Uh, And Brian was right there with us. Um, Okay, we got uh, a few questions left. Um, What are your thoughts on the power of manifestation? Oh. Yeah, definitely. You have to. It's the best place to start, right? It's the best place to start. Where you want to get to. Yep. Otherwise, it's hard to find your way there. That's it. And I think it's. I think that's a great way to say it. Like, because people get wrapped up in the idea. Well, if I if I think it, it'll definitely happen. That's not true. But you have to start with the thought. Yeah. You have to. And then the more you think, the more that your subconscious will automatically start pulling you in that direction and you start doing research for whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Start taking small steps towards it and the next thing you know, you've got it. So I think manifestation begins with thought and I do think that manifestation is something that everybody has the ability to do. Like the plans for your house, right? That's it. If you start without plans, it's probably not going to turn out very good. You're toast. Uh, Speaking of uh, your house, what are your future plans for your off-grid compound? Oh, so, yep, finally... Turning the corner on just getting the the yard work done. That's all boring stuff. So future plans are to continue to expand the uh, trails and paths around the house. So yep. um, just walking paths. We got a little bit of that done this year uh, with my mom's help. Um, and I would like someday to build what, what I always call our house, uh, which is a, like a bank home. Mm-hmm. In ground home, um, so there is a spot. It's it's in the long term plans. We'll see where we get there. But in the shorter term, just around that, as you know, I always try and you know kind of think about ahead all of my dreams, which 
usually outpace my wallet. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> that's universal, my friend. Yeah, that's that's right. everybody. Yep. But uh, yeah, to get more gardens in, I think in the shorter term, just start establishing some of the some more gardens and planting yep. space. And you know, we all like to. Sarah and I really like yeah that part of it. And, that's that's a major part of it, being able to produce some of our own food. That's cool. Yeah. Any more animals on the horizon? Not super great. I grew up on a farm, so I, not no large animals. Yeah. Um, possibly raising pigs for meat. Yeah. Or or meat chickens, meat birds. Yep. Um, something along those lines, but I don't want to milk anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't blame you. I'm not, I'm not interested in that either. I don't want to have to shoe a horse or any of right. that crap. No. Right. Not my thing. Pigs don't need, uh, what are they called? Things you put on horses or shoes. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you call the things on your feet. You call them shoes. shoes. Yeah. Uh, pigs. Yeah. Pigs are, look, I love eating pork. I, I love bacon. I love all of it. Um, I don't know if I would, if it would be easy for me to, and I know this sounds hypocritical, but it, raising a pig, knowing that eventually I'm going to eat that pig. I mean, you could definitely make a very solid and factual argument that it's the most humane way to eat a pig because you're treating it well, you're giving it good food, it's got plenty of room to run run around, it's having a good time, and then if you kill it properly, it doesn't even know what's happening, right? Um, I But I don't know if I would be able to look at a pig every day and then say, time for yeah. bacon, oh, yeah. move over bacon, <laughs> you know, it's like, and take it out. It's and, not an easy thing. Right? It's It's... It's hard to do. I mean, of course, if I was hungry enough, I would. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, it's I, just... I, also, if you're not willing to participate some way with that, maybe you shouldn't eat meat. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Although, I mean, the... the I mean, possi- I'm not trying to be judgment you no, know, no, no, at no. all. That's no, not it's how a I fair point. That. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm a carnivore, no doubt. And if you think about it, how can I participate in the the uh the killing of an animal and the production of the meat products so that I can feel better about being a carnivore. I'm not sure how I can where I am right now. I mean, would I chop a head off a chicken? Sure I would. Yeah. Different. Chickens to me look like they're part reptile, right? So there's a lot less but yeah. but a but a pig's got a Take that, personality. You <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And and you know, at the same time, you know, uh, look, cows, they don't seem to have as much personality as pigs. Something about pigs. Uh-huh. Pigs just seem to have a little bit more going on upstairs, maybe. And maybe that's no. not true. No, maybe no. it is. They're very smart. You know? Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is... There's don't a, give them a name. There's a scale. Don't give them a name. That helps. <laughs> just name it, like, Chop. <laughs> Choppy. My friend um, had, a, had a beef cow. He said, sirloin of beef. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> But I guess my point ultimately is there's a scale of animals that would be harder to kill for me than others and some that would be easy. You know, fish, piece of cake, right? No one gives a shit, right? Because it's hard to to see the personality of a a trout or a bass or whatever. Um, All right, so where can people learn more about timber hawk carpentry going off the grid or anything else that you would like people to know about? Uh, yeah, so I have a very poorly maintained website. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Anybody's welcome to visit. Um, I'm not a social media person yep. at all, so... Smart. Sorry, I don't do any of yeah. that. Don't find the time for it or whatever. Make the time for it, Have I you guess. ever? No. You've never been on Facebook? No. Good for you. No. You're like Neo. <laughs> this- <laughs> You were like the one off, completely off the grid. I that's mean, right. because that's right. see, when I say off grid, it's like because it, Facebook's one of those things where because I had it for a couple of years when it first came out, and then I I shut it down because I'm like, this is so stupid, and it is just filled with angry people that want to fight. Don't um, like it, and I did not like it. I just felt like it was toxic, and I don't care what you had for lunch. Oh, right, or 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 where you're going, or where you know. It's like I, if I know you well enough, I'm going to know that stuff anyway, right? So I, I turned it off. I recently turned it back on. Um, I have yet to post. I turned it back on specifically to at some point in time promote the podcast. Sure. I have yet to do that. I'm just kind of sitting, and it the energy on Facebook hasn't changed. People can say, "Oh, well, you can dial it in. You can turn this off. You can turn that off." 
you can, but then they're throwing ads in your face that are stupid. They're throwing these video, these short videos in your face that are stupid. Uh, and then there are these people that I want to be friends with because they're my friends. But God damn it, if they don't like to fight uh, about nothing. I don't like it. So the fact that, I guess my point in all that is the fact that you've never been in that trap is so cool. Now, are your kids on Facebook? No, I don't think so. But they have, I'm not sure what they, they do some social media, yep. but it's not Facebook. It's not Facebook. Yep. That's cool. Probably um, a new generation is something else. <laughs> so the the URL of the website that you're talking about is? It's just, Timberhawk Carpentry. Okay. Yep. Uh, excellent. Uh, so if you guys want to learn more about it, check it out. Um, do you mind if I put the link to the video of you building the house in the? Oh yeah, well, that'd be dreaming yeah. of home. I sure, think. yeah. Sure. There's an unbelievable video on YouTube, um, which is how I first saw it before I saw it in person. His house, and I should probably edit that down, shouldn't I? You know, I had um, so much foot- footage, Ethan. It's you so have a lot hard. of footage, but you, you you use that speed technology, yeah, so yeah. that a lot of it like is All fast forwarded. Yep, yeah. time lapse. Thank you. Um, and a good soundtrack, I think. And a good Did you soundtrack. Like the soundtrack? You know, I remember it not getting in the way. Okay. In other words, like, right. I, it Fair didn't. Enough. There are some background musics on videos that are just like, "Yep, that's annoying. It's it's irritating." This just seemed to fit whatever it was. Yep. It was it a specific song or was it just a yep, no, loyalty just, free? Just well, yeah. So I don't know how all that works. So I always put it in the credits, but I don't think they check that i don't think of this you know so like <laughs> youtube's like oh did you give credit yeah. yes michael kender you've been using but my I song did notice that if you buy if you purchase the music usually you can use it yeah oh yeah not every time okay it Which depends fine on how with you me. i'm good it. with that yeah i'm more than happy if i'm going to use your stuff i want you to get credit for it and i'll buy it you know no worries absolutely so i think that's what i had you know it was just music i had purchased yeah What's the total length? 17 minutes? 18 minutes? Isn't it just... No, it's like, uh, it's almost 40 minutes. Oh, is it that long? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that editing question up to you. That, that's your <laughs> choice. But I, I put it this way. It's even if you watched part of it and like jumped a little bit through it to the end, yeah, yeah. the progression of what started as literally a, an empty spot in the woods to what it is now is, is amazing and impressive. So um, <clears throat> we've learned a lot today. We said um, we said many things. Maybe we said too much, um, but it was. Uh, 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 we've been trying to do this for a while. We had a couple of hiccups, I know, but finally got together. We got it. It's live in studio, um, and I want to uh, point out to everyone listening. I wish you were here seeing the audience because they are standing up. So, so yeah, you got something, Mike? Yeah, yeah. What do you got? So as you know, I listened to your podcast for a while and you yeah. used to do jokes with your podcast jokes yeah such as remember you had your guests tell jokes um have i yeah <clears throat> what did i say like i what? think you should bring it back yeah you should, you should I, say, All I right, feel like you've a got a, you've got a joke to tell no i don't really have one <laughs> <laughs> well let's just let's test that All right. <clears throat> what what's your what's the best joke that you've ever heard oh my god i can't believe you asked <laughs> Okay, perfect. So this is a snail. He's yep. a traveling salesman. Yep. He's been out all day working, <clears throat> and uh, he's heading back to his hotel room, and he sees this farm, and he says, I'll make one more stop. Mm-hmm. So he goes up onto the porch, knocks on the door, and the farmer comes out. He says, well, hello, sir. I'm selling encyclopedias today. I have the best encyclopedias in the world. And the farmer looks down at him. He says, I'm about to eat my dinner. Rears back and kicks that snail off the porch. As hard as he can. Rude. Year later, knock, knock on the farmer's door. The farmer opens up the door. There's the snail. Yep. Looking up at him. The snail says, what the hell was that all about? Wait, is that the end of the joke? Damn it! (laughs) I hate you so much. I was letting you. Don't you? Don't make me explain. No, 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 no. Um. So let's break that joke down. No, no, you've ruined it. No, no. I, I was letting you. I, I didn't want to jump in and and react at all because I was. I thought there was going to be a little bit more leading up to it. I think I've heard a version of that joke before. Um. But I I, I like the pacing of you know because if it was a regular door to door salesman. And he got kicked off. He'd come right back. 
but the poor snail had to took a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for ruining that one. <laughs> you know what? In all fairness, I don't think I ruined it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> And that, folks, is why I don't ask people to tell jokes anymore. There you go. But honestly, I don't even remember doing that. Did I really do that? I, I guess I, yeah. I do these things and I don't think about what I'm doing sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I might have done that with like a – did I do it with a comedian? Your early shows, no. Interesting. Or with your family, I think. Okay. Yeah. Wow, i got to go back and check that out and see who I put through the ringer on that one. That's a weird one. Well, I think I've listened to too much Ethan Jewell. No, that, there, there's no such thing. <laughs> My number one fan right here. Um, and the audience <clears> – <throat> Excuse me. The audience is going crazy. They are on their feet. They can't believe what they've heard. They're all going to go out and get Go Solar bumper stickers and feel good about it. Um, but my man Mike is doing it for real. Uh, so thank you for being on the show. Yeah, Appreciate thanks for it. Having me, Ethan. And that was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>